and they make the cutest dresses like all different like novelty prints and like yeah 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 they're just so cute but yeah they 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 make a lot of like vintage repro stuff now which is cool yeah there's um there's a lot of styles that i see in like these more modern sustainable brands so like things that christy dawn makes or things oh, yeah. that like love shack fancy have come out with with like the big exaggerated collars yes. like prairie style right yes I see so much vintage of that in the thrift store. And this is where my brain has been lately where I'm like, well, why wouldn't I just pick this up? Cause it's literally the exact same thing that these mm-hmm. really expensive brands are making. Yes. And they you will sell. To, you have to like pretty much use the same kind of descriptions that those companies use though. So that like people find them like, I, sometimes like if I'll see something I'm like, oh, this kind of looks like this or, you know, this looks like a gunny sacks or whatever, yeah. like. You know, you kind of like look into it and be like, okay, so what words can I use that this will come up when someone's looking for that dress as well, but not like keyword spamming, you know, like just, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's so tough let's, sometimes. Wait, let's talk about that because I think that's important when it comes to <laughs> oh, vintage. Yeah. yeah. So Crystal is like, whenever we need help with like different types of cores that are going out, like all these random styles and trends and whatnot, or what keywords to use, you're really good at it. But I think it's because you've focused so heavily on vintage that you've had to become good at it in order to get your items seen, just like you just said. So, okay. I'm a newbie. I am a newbie when it comes to vintage and I need to try to figure out what keywords to put in a description or put into a title so that my item still pops up on Google, on Poshmark, where vintage is a thing, but it's not really, you know, it's not in the same caliber as other markets. How do you go about doing that? How do you research this stuff? How do you, how do do I become like you? (laughs) God, Um, I mean, I find a lot of stuff like on Pinterest, like, when you're looking oh, up the I would never even think about that. Yeah, like people make like vision boards basically yeah, like Yeah, yeah. I I know I've posted a few like in the group like goblin core is my favorite ever cuz like it's basically like goblin dirty cottage core. core. <laughs> it's dirty cottage core. And it's all like greens and browns and earthy stuff and that's where like the whole mushrooms and like uh, you know how that's like a thing now and you know frogs and I don't know just like that sort of like earthy stuff. Um, but yeah, like ballet core is becoming a thing now. Okay. Like I love ballet core. It's so cute. <laughs> yes. I'm so all about it. And like, oh, I love it. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's dance inspired, but it's like, you know, like tutus and like ballet flats. And it it's reminds fun. me of France. It gives yeah. me like a French countryside, but yeah. like not like the typical like big flowy maxi floral dress, like a dainty girl yeah. walking down yeah. the street with her coffee. You know what I mean? Like just like the tutu skirt and the cute little yeah. flats in her little bag. Yeah. And I don't know, just, it's so cute. It is cute. I, I like ballet core and like, it's kind of, that's kind of a newer one. So like, I haven't really like dug too deep. I don't even think I've actually put that in any of my descriptions. I've used like fairy core and I've used like, yeah, like there's a, there's so many of them. There's, there's, so, I use granny core and grandma core a lot. Cause that's a thing. That's, that's a thing. Like there was a whole thing recently. Some, some girl made a TikTok about how she's wearing Alfred Dunner pants. I saw that. <laughs> Elastic waist, like khaki colored, 
Alfred Donner pants. And she's like, they're so great. They've got pockets. Like, it's <laughs> like, oh, she's God. selling it to the, to the crowd. And I'm like, I, I mean, I pick up Alfred Donner sometimes if it's fun enough or whatever, but I don't usually pick up the plain pants. So I'm like, okay, maybe I should do that. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially if you go to the bins or something, that's totally yes. easy. Yeah. To or get them up. from like some of grandma, like literally going to a grandma's closet (laughs) someone's grandma is probably getting rid of a bag of alfred donner pants like you can you can pick that up (laughs) why not it's funny that you say that because honestly i have i like to pick up blazers too dresses and blazers are like my two things that i've really gotten into lately and there's a lot of really cute alfred donner blazers i don't care what anyone says i really like them (laughs) yeah Definitely there's one that I keep eyeing that's been the thrift for a while and it, it's heading towards 50% off, I think. But it reminds me of a Madewell blazer that's like the Glen Check, um, oversized, yeah. but it's yeah. Alfred Dunner. And it's yeah. 99 it's going to be half off. So rather buy that. With Alfred Dunner. And honestly, sometimes I will leave a brand name out of a listing because like- Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Like I've stopped putting brand names of vintage items in my titles and I put them in the description, but like, Mm. I feel like sometimes somebody won't click on something if it's like, this is Alfred Dunner and like, you know, but like, it still says Alfred Dunner in the description. So if they search it, it'll still come up if they are actually searching for that brand. But like, I don't know. So that's That's what I do. That's interesting. I do that with Forever 21. (laughs) I mean- that's actually really smart. And, and then like, I sell a lot of Forever 21, actually. Huh. So, yeah. I mean, so from an SEO standpoint, right? Like if we break it down, you still have yep. the category and everything filled out with a brand name. Mm-hmm. You have it in your description. Yep. So the metadata is there. Yep. So what do people, as a buyer, what's the first thing that you see? You see the photo, yep. right? And then yep. you're going to look at the title. Well, yep. And my, my titles start with vintage and then the era. So like, okay, if it's like vintage eighties and then I'll put like the color or color scheme, the like pattern or whatever. Sometimes if I have enough room, I'll add like, you know, one of the cores or like one of the keywords to the title. And then I add it, then I add like the, um, the letter size at the end and like, okay, that's how I do my titles. But like, I know everybody does titles like a little different, but no, but that that's an interesting me. way to put it though, because it, so it, it's actually, it's probably smart because I think this is the way that platforms are eventually all going to go, right? Where yeah. the brand focus will be just in the category itself where brand is located because yeah. fashion has become such a stylistic trend based thing over yeah. the last few years. That's actually, that's interesting. And, and when you Google search yourself, <laughs> what happens do you come up if i am to put in like vintage whatever like yeah i i definitely come up and search because i search stuff Mm. and like i don't know like do you come up in gem uh no only because poshmark doesn't offer gem that's right really doesn't doesn't have it either yeah the only one that does is etsy and i don't actually use etsy anymore so like Mm. I I dabbled in it, but it just like I don't know. I didn't feel the flow with that. Yeah, like it just wasn't my thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know. And so 
Jem, the creator Jem, was on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, yes. Was that last season? Or was that this season? Um, I don't I even remember. Was, <laughs> might have been this season. I think it was this season. I think yeah. it was the beginning of the season. Um, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful company. And uh, I, I wish that these other platforms would give them access to their AI code so that Seriously. they could, because it's, if you are looking for vintage, they really are the hub of where to find whatever it is that you're looking for. I think it's a fantastic um, program and just system that they have. Um, so it's too bad that these other platforms don't allow them. Ac- and it's not just them. They don't allow a lot of people access. And I don't know why. Um, yeah. I think eBay shows up on there. Yeah. eBay, Tradesy. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's a few of them. Anyway. I know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> moving on from that. But I, I, I do think that that's interesting that you create your titles that way and that you do show up. I don't know. It's just something to think about. As someone who sells mostly modern and like that mid-tier range, I always include brand first because the items that I sell, that's typically how people are searching for. But because you sell vintage, most people are looking for vintage are going to do exactly what you just said. Yeah, they're not like, I want, you know, a Jones of New York jacket. They're not going to do that. No, they're going to say, I want a vintage 80s plaid blazer. And that's what my title has in it. Like that's really yeah. smart but like for my well for my modern stuff I always put brand first like because that's right, because that's how you would search it right so like I do that the regular way but I think also on thrill I started doing this I started selling on thrilling in January of 2021 so like their titles do not include brand names and they include the brand name like underneath the title but like they tell you not to put the brand name in the title because they give you like an, they send an email out and tell you how to form your titles. So. Well, I mean, if you, if that guide is saying the same thing then there's something to it, right. Right. Cause people on there are, are searching by era. They're not, or they're searching by style. They're not searching by brand or usually, unless it's like a really well-known brand. Right. Or something specific that they're looking for by a certain brand for for whatever reason. Um, Before we start talking about platforms, I want to go back to um, where you said that you really like the fit and flare dresses from the fifties. I just like yeah. on a personal note, I was born in the wrong era. I don't belong <laughs> in this era whatsoever. I should have been born in like the early 1900s so that I could have lived through the twenties and the thirties and worn those oh. beautiful dresses and dressed up every single day and had my cute little mini purse with gloves <laughs> and like my hair done in like the really pretty curls, totally oh, yeah. born in the wrong era. Like that uh-huh. to me is fashion. Everything about the twenties to like the fifties, everything about that time period. When I watch movies, anything, I am just so drawn to yeah. everything that they wear, mm-hmm. every the way they carry themselves. And then I look at today's fashion. I'm like, <laughs> where did we go wrong? What happened? <laughs> like the fabrics they use and like how and they the constructed construction. things. Yeah. Like just everything about it. Like it took so much time and effort to make a piece of clothing back then. Like yes. that had to be good. Like, and people knew how to make their own clothes too. Like the mm-hmm. handmade. So that's another thing about like vintage don't write a piece off if it's handmade. Like I see, I always do. I always do. Because people actually knew how to make clothes back then. And it's like, you really can't tell the difference. Like, 
construction wise, usually if something's like from the fifties and it's handmade, you're like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. I think the thing that turns me off with that crystal is that a lot of it isn't lined. And I think that's what turns me off about it because because yeah. I look at a piece like the construction of this is amazing. The fabric yeah. is amazing. And then it's not lined. And I'm like, but do people want that? Cause it's so raw on the inside. Like the seams aren't perfect. You know what I mean? No, I mean like someone could wear their own slip under it. That's true. You know? And like with some of like the, even the polyester dresses that have no lining, I feel like some people just want to wear like, a bra and like shorts mm. under it and they're just gonna like wear it that way and it's see-through and they don't care this is true yeah this like is, festival this is why i need you in my life to, <laughs> to like get me into it because i mean in all seriousness that i walk by vintage every every second in the thrift store i'm walking by a vintage yeah. piece there's that much of it yes. there's, there's just oh, so yeah. much and there i, I feel like i'm missing an opportunity by not at least trying a category. I'm not saying I'm going to go dive all in because it's, I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> I know that I enjoy and I can find good vintage dresses. Then maybe this is just, I yeah. just need to do it. Get a couple pieces and just try it out. And I, the, the pieces not being lined has always been a turnoff for me because I always think like, well, will a buyer really want that? But they do. They do. They buy it. <laughs> you would know (laughs) but yes i i think that um going the 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 construction of the dresses made in that time period are just they're just amazing oh yeah and everything mimics that to this day yeah everything mimics those styles in some capacity even like the puff sleeves all that stuff it just i don't know there's just something about fashion as a whole but just it's fascinating to go back in time and just look at the evolution of certain things. I mean, just the evolution of jeans in general. Yes. It's fascinating. <laughs> jeans in general is fascinating. Never mind dresses and everything else. Even undergarments. The history yeah. of undergarments and how they have changed over time. Oh I'm so glad they've changed over time. Yeah, yeah, me too. They looked really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Um yeah. There's a woman that I uh, watch all the time on YouTube called What We Wore, and I've talked about it before on oh, here. Yeah. Have you have you watched her channel? I have not. I, oh my I god, should, it's so good! You would you would love it. Like I have no interest in going to California ever for any reason in my life, but I want to go to her store. Like I just want to fly out there, go to her store, and come back. That's all I want to do. Yeah. She, well, she has like um movie producers and stuff that come to her and, and, you know, costume companies that come to her from different sets. And they're like, okay, listen, this is the time period we're looking for. What? And she has all designer. I mean, that's all that she collects this stuff. She goes to the auctions and she, you know, picks up these pieces and she has her own collection at home and everything. And it's just like, that's awesome. It's, it's a lot of work to source stuff like that. Like sourcing vintage is one thing, but when sourcing vintage designer pieces is like, I've only found like a few pieces like at estate sales, like not like while thrifting or whatever. It's just like, yeah, it's hard to come across. But then the yeah. other thing too is sometimes um, when you're finding these vintage designer pieces, they have to be maintained a certain way, which is if you follow any vintage like collector of designer online they're going to tell you it has to be stored a certain way it has to be in a temperature controlled setting like it needs to be they preserve it in all yeah. these different ways and a lot of times when you're finding these pieces in a thrift store they're typically ruined because they're not maintained yeah. the way they're supposed to be 
some people do buy like damaged vintage like i'm in a group on facebook that's interesting it's like wounded birds or something like they people like specifically look for like damaged pieces because they like to fix them and like bring them to their glory so (laughs) i mean more credit it's a lot of work (laughs) it is i'm like you can find these things you can have them like you can buy them off me if you'd like to but like right i can do it (laughs) I know there's a, there's a gentleman that I follow on Instagram where he collects all of like the 1920s, 1930s gowns that were worn by actresses in all these movies. I can't think of his name. I reposted his thing on Instagram. If you guys follow me, um, but he talked about the Marilyn Monroe thing with Kim Kardashian, which oh, is, oh yes. <laughs> we so can talk he, about that all day. <laughs> yeah. If you're a vintage lover, your brain mm-hmm. exploded, <laughs> but, um, he shows a lot of the collections and the history behind them. And he has a whole museum like th- that oh, wow. is just fascinating to me. So like, yeah. that's one way to sell vintage, <laughs> you know, is yeah. that collection route. Cause there are people, that's all they do is they go to yeah. these auctions. They, they buy them, they preserve them. And then down the line, they sell them and they make double or triple, whatever it is that they, oh, yeah. they had. Yeah. So now let's talk about platforms. Um, <laughs> you say you used to sell on Etsy. What yeah, made like, you stop? So I, I, I dabbled and I just kind of hate that they charge you every three months to keep a list. 20 up. cents. I know. Yes. I just hate that. Like if I'm like, I only had like 25 items up because I was like, this adds up after you get to a certain amount of money. And like, if you don't sell that item within three months then you got to pay it again. And like, I don't really understand the fees. I know their fees are less than like a lot of platforms but I don't like understand it like it, yeah what, the last time I sold something like it doesn't give you like a breakdown like I don't know if it's just my brain that can't understand it but I, no, I love it, that's what I don't know <laughs> you know it is it is a different type well because it that platform originated as a handmade platform right yes and it's evolved over time to include mm-hmm. clothing yeah but I don't think it's ever really been designed to be like what we're used to selling on do you know what I mean like it's It's not a reseller platform like no no it's really not it's it's meant to be a place where there are handmade pieces being sold that you can buy that whether it's bath products clothing I mean anything right it could be a wooden table it there's just that's really what Etsy was designed to be and and it's evolved to be a place to buy vintage. Yeah. But I just don't think, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I, yeah. I don't want to say it's not a place to sell vintage. I don't think that's true. I think it definitely no, is it, a place is. to sell it. Yeah. I just don't know if that's the main place people are going to today in, t- in present day to buy vintage. I feel like if you're, trying to sell to younger people I don't think younger people shop for vintage on there I might be wrong but like I don't, think I don't know so I feel I feel like older people may shop on there because it is an older platform it's it been around for a while and I did actually have handmade stuff on there at one point because me too I, yeah me too. I used to be a crafter you know me too I think we've all been there <laughs> I used to make jewelry and I sold that on there Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. 
be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yep. Yeah. And then I sold all of my stuff that I made for my wedding. Like I made different vases and stuff oh, out of yeah. mason jars and I sold them all on there because I didn't have a use for them anymore. And right. so, yeah, but I used to sell jewelry. I used to make jewelry and I used to sell it on there. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I just can't get into Etsy and I know that there's so many vintage sellers that that's like their main platform and people do so well on there and they sell things for really good prices, but like, I don't know. Well, there's no haggling. The price is the price. Well, they can, they can like message you. Like I've seen a lot of like people try to haggle through messages, but yeah. Thrilling is even better though. (laughs) Like you, there's Let's talk about shop thrilling, shall we? Okay. Okay, let's do that. Because Crystal uh, loves shop thrilling. I do. And I really wish that I sold more on there. Like it's it's very like very much like a roller coaster. Like the past um few months I've done pretty good. And then I got like their top rated or whatever. You have to sell like I think it's 15 items within the a quarter and like ship them within a certain amount of time and you get like a little badge on your profile, but you have to it has to happen every quarter. So I'm probably going to like lose it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I haven't sold anything in like a few weeks on there. So like, but some weeks I'll sell a few things and then some weeks I'll sell nothing, but I sell things for really good prices on there. And, you know, I never have to talk to a customer like ever. No, it's amazing. I'm on it now. Okay. Yeah. So, Crystal, so Crystal told me that I need to look into it. And she, she, she tells yeah. everyone that everyone needs to look into it, but she was like, listen, they yeah. take designer. And I was like, okay. And here's yeah. the thing about shop thrilling is if you sell a lot of designer, they don't care if it's modern or vintage when it comes to the designer. Yeah. They don't care at all. So yep. I, and the, the nicest thing about this is you, if you have Bandura list perfectly, you can just send them your CSV Mm-hmm. So I went into Bendu and I selected like different time periods because there's no real easy way to filter on Bendu. No. Like, it was, yeah, super disappointing when I did it. I was like, yeah, I'm just I wish you could just click. Yes. Like, and you can't I, do that. And I don't like it. Bendu, if yeah. you're listening, Bendu, okay. if you're listening, please. <laughs> I would like a sort feature where I can click yeah. items that I want in my CSV. So if you could work yeah. on that, that would be, that'd be great. Um, mm-hmm. So what I did is I did it month by month. So I, I like, I did, I don't know, September 1st, 2021 to September 30, 30th, 31st. How many days are in September? I don't even know. I don't 30? Know. 30, I think. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I filtered that way and it was easier that way for me to like create separate CSVs and delete the items yeah. that I didn't want on there. And all you have to do is send them to your person, whoever your pal, mine is Paola, I think sent it, everything yeah. to Paola and um, she, they, whoever their team is takes the CSV that has all your photos and they upload everything. I don't even have to do anything. Yeah. It's like a very easy platform now. Like, so when I first started, it was like, okay, so you have to upload 25 items. And then once you have those 25 items, then your shop can go live. And so it took me like two to three weeks to do that because I had to do each individually. And at that point, their uploading tool was very new and very clunky. And so it took me forever and I didn't have Vendu at that point. So that wasn't even an option. And, you know, but the first day my store went live, I sold something like 
that day. And I was like, holy crap. So <laughs> I was That's like, great, awesome. I love this. I love this platform, but <laughs> it was very hard for me to get things listed up there until I got Vendu. So now their, their uploading tool is a little better, but they've definitely gone through some growing pains because when I started, I think, oh God, how many, there were less than 300 people, 300 stores on there when I started. And it's been growing like rapidly. They, they add new stores like all the time now. And they, for a while, it was taking like two weeks for a CSV file to upload. Oh, wow. Two weeks. Yeah. And we, everybody was like getting annoyed because we're like half of that stuff's already sold already. Like, yeah, I have to go back and like market is sold. Or, you know, if I miss when it gets uploaded and someone tries to buy it and then we get dinged if that's, you know, cause, and it was like a big nightmare, but they've seemed to fix that. I still think they kind of need to slow down, <laughs> but you know, they are a good platform. They, you know, they've never done wrong by me. So I'm glad that you said they need to slow down because I was looking through my listing. So I sent my CSV, I, I sent my application on the third last Thursday. Yeah. Last Thursday night, Friday, mm-hmm. they approved me immediately. And I think it's because of the items that I sent to them. Yeah. I, yep. I, that's really the only reason why. Um, I was approved then within 24 hours. I sent them the CSV Friday night and I sent more on Saturday. And then on Monday, I got a response saying the team was working on it. And on Tuesday, everything was uploaded. Hmm. Now I've had to go in and delete some things because some things were listed twice or three times. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. Yeah. I, I did have one thing that like sold that I know I marked as sold. And it had already sold because it had already sold on Poshmark. And they were like, oh, you made a sale. And I'm like, uh, I don't have this item. And I said that this was already sold. So like, luckily they didn't like ding me for that because it was yeah. like their system. But I was yeah. thinking about reaching out because I did that. There are three items that I marked as sold because they sold on Poshmark recently mm-hmm. and um, over the last week. And they're still showing up in my like shop. And I marked them as sold and they're in the sold. I can see them in sold, marked as sold, but they're still live in my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a well, problem. So yeah. I'm going to send them a message. I'm glad that we're having this conversation. I'm going to send them a message yeah. and be like, hey, listen, I'll do screenshots so they can see it. It's right here. It's still live, but it's marked as sold. So you, there's something, something wrong. Yeah. And, and you do have to kind of go into your listings after they post them and make sure that all the information is right. Because for a while they were doing this thing with the CSVs that only, so the title went in, the description went in and the pictures went in and everything else was, didn't transfer. And so I had to go in and like fix like a lot of listings, like put in sizes, put in materials, put in like all this stuff. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, this is not fun. I mean, growing pains of a new platform. Yes. Yes. It is a nice platform because, um, and I'm sure Crystal can attest to this, but other people have said it too, that a lot of, um, movie sets and whatnot come in and they're looking for specific pieces, certain time periods, and this is the place for them to get it. Yeah. It's great. I have sold to some, some movies or TV shows. I don't know which ones because they didn't specify. Yeah. I don't Um, think they can. I think they probably have an NDA where they can't. Probably. Yeah. I have, I have done international orders on there too before. So I don't know if they have to go through somebody to do it or if they can just purchase because I think they have to like 
like set up their shipping and whatever yeah but i yeah, sold something yeah. to australia like last year oh. so yeah rolling's so. been around for what a couple of years now yeah i mean i so i signed up january 2021 and they had been around for a little while but when i reached out into like the reselling communities nobody had an account like because i'm like should i sign up for this is anybody else on here mm. and like nothing so i'm like you know what i'm just gonna do it and i did it and i was glad i did and then all of a sudden like everybody's on now everyone's getting on it right yeah. it's so yeah. interesting to me i feel like and this is where etsy kind of came up too because crystal and i were talking before we started recording i feel like everyone's jumped ship on etsy not not everyone, but a good portion of the selling community has jumped ship on Etsy and they've been mm -hmm. focusing more on shop thrilling on Depop, um, yeah. to get their sales out there. Yeah. You know, we talked about lingerie and stuff. I feel like that's an Etsy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Probably or an eBay thing. Maybe it's an eBay thing. Yeah. I've definitely seen people sell some lingerie for some pretty astronomical prices on eBay. Oh, I can imagine like underwear like hundreds of dollars for underwear so like weird. used underwear like okay if that's that's your thing but like man. <laughs> whatever floats your boat i guess if i could sell some granny panties for like 200 bucks i'd be all about that right <laughs> change my <laughs> whole business model let me tell you <laughs> that's all i'm sourcing from now on <laughs> Oh my um, God. So let's talk about Depop because you're on there too. And Depop has yeah. had a big movement in the reselling community. Big, big, big. Well, they were so bought many by people. Etsy. They, they were bought right. out by Etsy. And um, I don't know like if I've really noticed any difference since then. Some people have said like their sales have slowed down and whatever. And like, I don't really know if they have. They also, they do a lot of cool like promotions. Like they'll do like a 30% off weekend. Like um, if you mark your stuff down 30%, they'll do, they'll cover shipping or like, oh yeah, they did that recently. Like they do certain categories and stuff and like stuff that we wish Poshmark would do like <laughs> <laughs> free shipping for a weekend. Like, come on. Can you imagine that? Oh, that'd be nice, but it would be nice considering they make a good amount of money on shipping. If you ever right. read their quarterly reports that come out, mm -hmm. they make good money on shipping. <laughs> I know they can, they can afford to give us free shipping every once in a while. <laughs> uh -huh. Like once a quarter, oh, yeah. that's all I'm asking for once a quarter. Right. I know like Depop is, is weird though. Cause like you do actually have to share just like Poshmark. So mm. it's, it's the same kind of setup. Like if you don't refresh your listings daily, then your stuff doesn't get seen. So I don't know. Like, I also see a bump in my stuff when I list new things. So that works too. But yeah, they, they tell you to refresh your listings daily and that's the way they stay current. But yeah, there's now they, oh, and now they've added an offer button, but it's useless because you can, someone can make you an offer. There's no counter offer, mind you. They could just mm -hmm. make you an offer and you can either accept or decline. And if you accept it, they don't have to pay you. Like what? it's not binding. It's not a binding offer. The offer, like someone sends you an offer, you accept it right away. They have 24 hours to accept to pay for it. What? Yeah. So like people can just go around and make offers all day long and not just pay never for anything. peg it. Just ghost. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. 
that's an that's obviously a flaw in their system that they're gonna have to fix eventually that's never gonna work or be sustainable but sure that's crazy i've made maybe like two or three sales through the offer button but like even a few times i've even reached out and been like oh hey i accepted your offer all you have to do is like do the payment ghosted ghosted (laughs) (laughs) okay that's not cool that's not cool at all depop seems overwhelming to me yeah it's it's different for sure and like there's a lot of stuff i don't list on depop only because they don't let you have more than four photos Uh, that's hard for vintage though vintage you need to be showing all the 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 seams the zipper the buttons i mean when it comes to to selling vintage you you need to be really descriptive there are certain oh, yeah. things that you just can't leave out yeah i'm like one of those people that like i'll put 15 pictures in a listing because i'll like show every single thing yeah. and then i'll show i do also do my measurements in pictures mm-hmm. because i find that to be easier and i can't do that on depop so if i have something that has any sort of flaw i'm not going to list it on depop because i can't show you it can't even show it <laughs> I mean, like you can do like photo collages, but like then they're like tiny. The same. That's like what Poshmark no. was like when they didn't have a lot of photos, and that was annoying. It's so silly. Like <laughs> they really have a lot of work to do. I feel, and they're they're pretty baby platform. But I think what they're uh, maybe this is just me speculating, but like what they've really been focusing on is the Gen Z Y two K trends. Like that's really what they're going for. And I guess if that's the generation that you're focusing on they don't necessarily care about those things. They just want something that's going to mimic the trend that they're looking for. Right. Right. And they'll buy fast fashion and stuff on there. Like I, I don't usually list any of that stuff, but (laughs) there's this Instagram account called Depop drama. Do you follow that? No. Do I need to follow it? Yes. This is kind of (laughs) hilarious. Cause like, it's so it's it'll be like oh who's in the wrong the buyer or the seller and like it'll show like conversations that people Mm. have had be like hey i bought this item three weeks ago when you're gonna send it and they're like you need to calm down i have a life like people like the (laughs) way like sellers talk to their customers i'm like holy crap like how do these people make any sales (laughs) and like they'll get stuff and it'll be like this has a giant stain on it oh well it didn't have a stain when i sent it out and it's like like a very obvious stain right like, like something that's embedded like, in the cloth yeah <laughs> like okay like very oh god like these children are that are trying to sell well, <laughs> like, that, that's, that's like, what it is is a lot of children out there that are chil- we say children because of how old yes, we are yes. but younger yes, yes. generation that's trying to right? sell as young as 16 trying to sell on there and like i used to sell my own clothes when i was like 18 19 yeah, years me old too. And like you know, I, I don't, I think was a I very ever... good seller though. Yeah. Right. Was very like... timely with my shipping. <laughs> I wanted right? my and money. That was when, and that was when I had to get like a money order for my stuff. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. And people could send you checks. <laughs> yes. Checks in the mail people or well-concealed cash. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember people used to write that in their eBay listings, like check yeah. money order or well-concealed cash i know oh my god we have come a long way my friend yeah. from selling yeah. we've come a very long way it's just wild yeah. all we had was ebay craigslist mm-hmm. and that then was amazon was like just starting but that was just for books oh. yeah textbooks on amazon 
Yeah. That was it. There was no other, that, that's all you yeah. could sell on there was just textbooks. Yeah, which was nice because like I sold all of my college textbooks on there. And yeah, and you made good money, good money doing it. Yeah. Yep. That, that's all we had, guys. We didn't have anything else. <laughs> and like eBay yeah. had been around for a long time, but when we started using it in the early 2000s, I mean, yeah. it was... Yeah. It was rough. <laughs> it was real rough. <laughs> Craigslist was much easier. Craigslist was has always been sketchy though. Like it, yes, like always. meet me in the most public place possible to buy the cell phone off of me, okay? Or a handbag yeah. or whatever it was. I did it. We all did it. Like, you know, we wanted to yeah. make money, but yeah. it was always really sketchy. All right. So there are probably people listening like, to this that are like, how the hell do I search? <laughs> for trends in vintage how yeah. in god's name crystal do you find all of these cores because crystal has a notebook filled with this oh, i'm not yeah. even kidding you so, we need to publish this we need to we you know what we're gonna do we're gonna sit down we're gonna go on canva and we're gonna publish we're gonna make a book of all your trends crystal we're gonna put it well, for I, sale one dollar I, <laughs> I, I take the the trends every day on Poshmark and write them down. And then I like to go back and compare like how many times they're like, like how many, how many different things they're showing them. Like today, today's trends are vacay mode. And like, you know, yesterday what does that was even mean <laughs> like, I, don't, I didn't even write, I haven't written them all down today, but yesterday was must have summer print. So it was like printed jeans and stuff. And I'm like, I didn't think people wore printed I'm sorry, jeans. Printed jeans are a thing again. <laughs> apparently according to Poshmark but like some some days the trends are like super vague and then some days the trends are like Dior sunglasses so like I try to like write them all down and see what they fit into there was the other day it was spring 70s so it was all 1970s inspired Mm. stuff and like it was paisley crochet ruffle corduroy even corduroy and the end of may i don't know but I like i think quarterize become like a year-round thing now that seems strange but yeah, well because like, we live in a humid climate location where it's like i would not wear corduroy in no. the summer no it's like wearing <laughs> leather in new england in the middle oh, of july thank you. no <laughs> no so like yeah and then like but some of these things will show up in other days on other trends and like i don't know what i still don't know where they get their trends from but you know, some things are always trendy and then some things are just, I think, Poshmark trends yeah, for them. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. And I think like, so the helpful thing about looking at Poshmark trends, and this is probably like the only reason that I look at it is within like, so today I'm looking at it right now, it's vacay mode. And it says activate your best Euro, Euro, not American, Euro summer vacation look with okay, sunset okay. shades and vivid prints. And this makes me think back to like our summer trends that we talked about on the podcast, where we Mm -hmm. talked about like those oranges and the bright colors and the bright pinks and the blues and all that. And that's what you're seeing in the photos that they show. So bright blue midi dresses, tropical print, floral cutout mini dresses, literally all of the trends that are known to be in the fashion world, but they just, they're like labeling it as something. Yeah. Um, does Depop or any of these other platforms give you a list of trends of what's like what's happening on their website or like here's our yes. new core that's coming up? 
Yes. Um, actually, Depop did the ballet core thing before Poshmark did, which I think they copied them. And um, Thrilling sends out a newsletter every month and they tell you all of their upcoming trends. So I don't oh. know if you've gotten one yet, but no, I they'll tell you, let me see if I can look it up, but like their last one, when was this? Who comes up with these trends? I, I don't know. That's the thing. Who is the maker of these trends? Because I need to have a chat with them. How do you even come? Like yeah. the coastal granny one is me. Right. I'm a coastal right. granny. <laughs> and I'm happy to be a coastal granny. Oh, God. Yeah. No, Chico's it's... is great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chico's, if Chico's is still around, that's that's cool. Like, I know. Let's see. They had 90s nostalgia the other day for thrilling. Let's, where's the list? Oh curated no that was just so some days they'll send out and be like oh yeah this is this is what's trending today like wedding season was trending vintage bridal um let's see yeah i'm never gonna find it because i need to no it's okay but yeah so they send out like between like on this week we're going to be promoting you know cottage core and this week we're going to be promoting leather this week we're going to be promoting 80 style like and they'll give you a list so they'll tell you like maybe you should upload this item before this week so i don't know where they get their trends from either so this is the thing like i feel like there's trends that pop up on all these platforms but like where where does it actually originate from is it like Instagram or TikTok? Yeah, or like, like is it a combination of what you're just seeing people wearing? Because there's a lot of accounts that I follow them to um, where yeah. they're just like people walking the streets of New York City saying, what are you yep. wearing? And yep. they photograph them. And so is that how we're coming up with all these trends? Is that we're seeing what people are wearing on the streets of big cities and then we're, we label it as something? Is that how that works? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. But it's and very like, hard to keep up with. And I give you credit. And I, and I understand why you keep up with it. Because in the the area of selling that you're in, you, you kind of have to. Because yeah. you're kind of... Vintage is the place where, yes, people like to collect vintage and all that. But vintage is the place where people are able to mimic what all these trends are showing at a much affordable price point. Yeah. And that's why people... there's been like a thrifting boom around like younger yeah. generation too so everybody wants to find these you know pieces that look like what's trending and that's easy to find at the thrift store so yeah that's what they do it's very so um i went to the um outlets here in new england to well one of the outlets that we have here in new england today and we went into the tommy store because now it's just called tommy jeans like oh. that's that's all they go by now it's not okay. tommy hilfiger it's tommy um and they had all their t-shirts were like their old school 90s just the like flag sort of yep or it had like the um i can like vividly see it in my in my head it was like the classic emeraldy kind of green t-shirt and it has gold writing and it says tommy and then yeah. jeans on the bottom and the center was like an anchor, like very nautical kind of thing, yep. but like so nineties. So oh, yeah. everything about it was nineties. And I'm walking around cause I, I think as, as a seller, it's important to do this too, no matter what, if you sell modern or vintage walking right. around retail stores, it just gives you a good perspective as to 
what's mm-hmm. what really is trending in the fashion world because obviously you're yeah. seeing it firsthand and then watching the people that go into the stores or like crystal was at a festival last night <laughs> so she's watching what the younger generation oh is wearing God, yes. i do the same thing because it's hard when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply usually what we see in the stores is already behind what's happening yeah it's there there's a huge gap in between what's what's already happening in asia and the west coast and then by the time it gets here it's already old by the time it gets here to the east coast oh yeah yep i mean it's like last night i swear to god like there were so many crop tops i saw like everybody's belly button last night and like (laughs) i'm like nope that's never gonna be me but yeah okay crop tops are huge um i the high-waisted we were like you said the alfred dunner like elastic high-waisted or paper bag or like the jean like the vintage jeans that are super Mm high-waisted with the tiny crop top like that's a thing with the dad sneaker like that's 100 percent sneaker yeah yeah it's a, either a platform or yeah like a platform, platform sneaker or dad I can sneaker. get behind get yeah, me all the platform yeah because I'm short too and then you know yeah it's nice platform <laughs> I tried on just to be funny I tried on a, a pair of I went to the Saks um outlet store that they have and um they had just one shoe of Gucci that was a platform just hanging out it was like when I say platform the heel must have been like seven inches high and the, like, oh the platform itself was like five and they put and I maybe like six feet tall so I put it on and oh I was God. like mom look at these and she was like no what? why would you ever wear that and I'm like <laughs> but this is cool she was like it's no. a long way to fall if you fall in those like, I would break my know. ankle in 2.5 seconds yeah. you're like 2. going five seconds. Seconds. <laughs> it would literally just topple over um, but I, it's like yeah. that spice grow vibe yes like, is that a trend? Is that like an actual thing? Do people type that um, in? Spice Girl? I, yeah. Well, Britney Spears has been a trend. Britney Spears is a so, trend? Britney Spears should always well, be a trend. I don't know if you've seen um, Becky's new video collab we all did. No, I haven't. I haven't watched all your videos yet. No. Yeah. So we did like a um, a trending bingo. Mm-hmm. So, and one of the bingo squares was Britney Spears. So like it's something like Britney Spears did wear like in the you know 90s 2000s it makes total sense though because yeah. she was like iconic her and christina right. were iconic y2k oh my god yes yes in every way shape and form and then like when i think of denim i think of destiny's child and 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 britney when it comes to denim because they both wore a lot of denim outfits all the time um denim, denim, denim jumpsuits yeah the the denim the denim top with the denim shorts and then like a denim, the boot denim boots a, it's just so much denim oh my god denim but denim is huge it is vintage denim is huge let me stand yes. corrected here if you want it there's another category if you guys are listening yeah. you want to dabble into besides dresses denim vintage denim is easy to find i feel like it's it's so easy, easy to it's easy like 
not maybe easy to find, but easy to identify. Like, mm-hmm. you look at a pair of vintage denim jeans, like, you know, they're vintage. Like, you can tell. The you structure. can look at that tag. Yeah, the structure, the tag, the wash, like, everything about them. The like, feel you know. of the cotton is different. Yeah. It's like, um, it's non stretch, never stretch. Yep. There's <laughs> no stretch ever. Daniela never. doesn't fit in them. No, I don't either. So it's fine. <laughs> they're not made for my really, body. Yeah. No, I don't really like, like jeans in general, but like, yeah, neither. I, I can't do the vintage denim. No. And there's, I mean, it's, if you have the body for it and it works for you, yeah. I think they're really cute. Um, and I think it's a very affordable way to get this, to mimic the same style that you're seeing by all these other more modern brands yeah. that are out there. But I think the other thing too about denim is denim really hasn't been around that long. So even if it's vintage, yeah. um, yeah, like the 50s, like, yeah, if it, like late 50s, yeah. early 60s is when it really became a thing. So typically, even really vintage denim is still in really good condition, unless it was like a workman right. who wore it kind of thing. Right. Um, but other than that, the average person that wore denim, I mean, think yeah. about your own denim that you own. It lasts yeah. a long time. And you don't have like the the longer it lasts, like the less you wash it, the longer it lasts, which Correct. I know. Oh, I don't wash denim. Gross, this may but... be gross TMI, but I don't wash denim huh. often. No, because then it gets like weird and it gets shrunk yep. and it's like it just doesn't fit the same. Nope. So like nope. and, and you can iron on, it, steam yeah. it all you want, and it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it's I don't know. If I have a pair of jeans that fit me well, I, I don't want to mess with that. Right, me neither. <laughs> Do they smell? No, great. No. Well, we have Febreze too, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> just spray yeah. it, you'll be fine. Good. Yeah, de- good denim go. is definitely in a, a great category. I think for people to look into too, because like you said, it's just, it's easy to spot. It's what everyone's wearing right now. They're super high waisted. The rise is, you know, the rise is super high. It's like 12 inches. Um, They're straight leg or they're wide leg. It's one or the other. Um, The zipper and the buttons, I feel like are very sturdy in these jeans that you find too. They all have some type of leather patch in the back. Lee, Tommy, Calvin, whatever it is. Um, there's even lesser known brands that are still really good too. Yep. So they definitely are. And then I think the, another category that we can mention this episode too, is, um, handbags. Oh yeah. See, I'm not super good at handbag handbags and shoes are not my forte. Like they're not Yeah. (laughs) like I picked them up at the estate sale I went to on Friday because that's all I could buy. But, um, Yeah. So like my mom's super into handbags. So like, sometimes if I go to the the store with her, like she'll gravitate towards there and I'm like, all right, I'll go look too. And yeah, yeah, but I think vintage evening bags are always really popular with people because they're just like, how many times do you really use an evening bag of some sort? Like when do you really use a sequence or a pearl or whatever it is bag? Like, it's yeah. very limited, but you can find some really yeah. nice ones. There's some really nice um, uh, leather bags out there that they're, I considered no name, but the quality yeah. is really good. Like maybe they were a brand that only existed for a year or two, or maybe it was just a brand that was just not as known as the bigger ones that yeah. were out there. Um, yeah. But there's some, there's some really nice ones. I don't necessarily get into vintage handbags but I do appreciate them I don't sell them but when I see them in the store I do appreciate them and 
their beauty because they are they're oh, really yeah. pretty i wish i had a reason to buy some of those evening bags but yeah. i don't go anywhere <laughs> yeah me neither <laughs> so i don't and even if i did i probably wouldn't wear it <laughs> no like i use the same purse for everything and like if i want to get fancy i use like my cat purse and like that's that's my fancy bag because <laughs> it's smaller than my other ones yeah but like yeah I I mean I carry a bag that is covered in pins and like uh, I, just I look like a teenager a, when I no, but that purse. is your style okay <laughs> that is your style yeah. <laughs> and it is what it is yes um yeah. in terms of shoes yeah. vintage shoes just don't interest me they don't it's it's hard to to get them to well like here's the thing like you can find a bazillion of them but one a lot of them run narrow like very narrow who why have our feet changed so much i don't know because i have really wide feet so like i can never wear vintage shoes like i have two toes fit in a vintage shoe two toes like i got i got some vintage ferragamo shoes and they were like a nine and a half double narrow and i'm like Oh, they have quadruple narrow too. Yeah, like what? I don't know anybody. Who are you that you fit in these shoes? Maybe they were just shaped differently as females back then. I don't know. Yeah, and like, I mean, all the vintage clothes, like the size on the tag means absolutely nothing. So, Oh, good point. We should talk about this. When you buy vintage clothing, even if you buy something that is a, it says it's a size 16, that depending on the era could be as small as a, you know, eight or six like I had a I had a 1950s dress it was marked a size 14 it barely zipped up my size four mannequin and so like when I listed that dress if I had listed it as a 14 nobody that fit in that would have found it so that's the thing you cannot list as the size on the tag and Mm. I know that like that's like a faux pas on Poshmark but I've never had a case open because of that because people that are shopping for vintage, they, they, they know this. And I put measurements in every one of my listings because I have to. And yeah, that dress, I remember that dress specifically because it was an Alfred Shaheen dress, which they're like hand painted from Hawaii. Oh, wow. And that dress sold for $150, like within an hour of listing it. And what? I listed it as small. <laughs> so I was like, it's list, I was like, size on the tag is 14. Please check measurements it sold like immediately. So if you're, if you have a buyer looking for a specific thing, they're not going to find it. If you put it as a size on the tag. Yeah. That makes sense. I think that's really important. An important part of selling vintage is that, and this is where you have to measure if you sell vintage, you don't really have a choice where when you sell modern, you can get by without putting measurements in because People generally know what they're going to fit in in that specific brand and that style. Um, yeah. But with vintage, it doesn't work that way. No, no. Unfortunately, like I have it down to a science now where I just do it all. Everything's in the picture. Like yeah. I do my, you know, my front, my back, like then I put the measuring tape on the bust, the waist, sometimes the hips. I do the length, like do yeah. it all just because I gotta <laughs> yeah but you have to I mean that's that's yeah. like you said every era the sizing was different even if you go back I mean I feel like now um for example because it's the size that I buy but like a size 16 now is very different than a size 16 even like five years ago um yeah. it changes given yeah. how our bodies are how 
our bodies change because they do, they change. I mean, everyone looks different every yeah. so many years. So we're just, everything about us changes. Um, yeah. And the way the fashion is changes. Uh, yeah. And I think it's important that if you are selling vintage, you need to be mindful of that. And and if you're looking at a piece that's vintage, you can generally tell it, okay, this is the 12, but it definitely looks like it's a six. <laughs> yeah. When I do like a haul and like, I'll be like, I bought this skirt. It says it's a size 10, but it is definitely not. And I'm yeah. like, I will measure the waist, but it's probably like a small. And, yeah. you know, yeah, like, cause I can just eyeball it now and kind of be like, yeah, yeah, that's a small, that's a medium, whatever. But like, it, it, I mean, it takes a while to be able to do that, but it's experience. Yeah, it's, it's hard to find vintage that's in like actual plus sizes. Like that is always Thank like- you my Thank goal. <laughs> like I'm always looking for plus size vintage. And like, usually when I find it, I want to keep it, which yeah. is, you know, not helpful. Cause then I still won't have any in my store, but <laughs> you know, it's if very, it's very style, hard. Yeah. If it's not my style, then I'll sell it. But I've only have like, I think maybe three vintage dresses that are my size that I wear regularly. So yeah, yeah. I don't, it, when we talk about like being inclusive, that's definitely a newer concept when it comes to fashion um, because oh, yeah. the things that were quote unquote inclusive, even back in the early 2000s was not what was trendy. No. Oh my God. Like the, the clothes that like. <laughs> the clothes I, mean, I had I to know- wear growing up was not trendy. Yes. <laughs> I know. Like, I know you can definitely relate to this. Cause like I shopped in the women's department in the yep. fourth grade. Yep, like I was wearing me too. women's size 12 jeans when I was yep. 10. Yeah, <laughs> like, same. You same. know, because they didn't make. And then I remember like in high school, they started doing kids plus sizes at like Sears. And I was so pumped for that because I was like, I can dress like my friends. Like, mm-hmm. it's like it because like, fashion made, like, bug was like stuff. the most stylish thing that oh, you could yeah. get was fashion bug. Oh, yeah. that was oh, as yeah. stylish as it got and then like you had um you know lame brian but it was very mature yeah and torrid was, was just goth that was it oh but that was my style too like i was all about yeah. hot topic and torrid and all that and the whole closest hot topic was at a mall that was like a little bit further away from me so like I never really got to go so when I got to go I was like yes I gotta gotta buy all my like yeah you know, clothes with all the straps and stuff I, on them <laughs> oh my god but I had a pair of plaid pants that I wore every Friday in the se- my senior year of high school it was my Friday outfit I wore it with my good Charlotte shirt and my plaid pants <laughs> and my Spice Girl shoes, which were platform shoes with British flags on them. <laughs> oh my God, those are Spice Girl shoes. I still have them. Are they worth I anything? I don't know. I think they were from Deb. Do you remember Deb? Yeah, of course I remember Deb. Also okay, couldn't really my, shop there. So I got my prom dress at Deb. I, say, my pro- I think I went there once to look for prom dresses. Yeah. But I got my shoes there. They probably cost like $12, but like they might yeah. sell for more now, but I don't know if I want to part with those. <laughs> they still just wear me. them. You should probably wear I them. Should. Yeah. Like wear them with like my just random clothes. Like yeah, just pop on my spice I feel like that's shoe. what everyone else does. Yeah. No, there true. is no, and this is, and this is a great thing that we can talk about. And then we'll, we'll end with, I want you to give people like some tips. Um, okay. I think that in today's world, there is no rule when it comes to fashion. There is, I mean, I guess there's unspoken rules, right? Like you should cover your boobs if you want to, (laughs) but like you really should. 
You really should. <laughs> Free the nipple? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't care if you don't wear a bra, but at least they need to be somewhat yeah. covered. Right? I guess in like a public space. Yeah. In a public space. I don't care yeah. what you do when you're at a club or what. I don't care. I'm talking about like when you're when you're in a public place and there's little children around. Like, I, I feel like that's a, like, you should, you should cover your underwear in some yeah, fashion. Cover your goods. Yeah. Just the goods. That, that's really yeah. all I care about. Right? Just, <laughs> just cover that up. Um, and, and like, you know, I, you need to be clean. <laughs> like, you know, like I feel like the, the general hygiene, like those are the things that I feel like never leave fashion, but like in terms yeah. of like rules as to what people are wearing, there aren't any anymore. Yeah, that's true. It's pretty oh, free flowing. It's however you feel. It's like today I may be feeling like I want to dress like a hippie. And then tomorrow I might want to dress like a grandma. And that's yeah. fine. And my wardrobe allows for that because that's how we buy things now. It's not like oh, yeah. the standard, like if you think back to like the 80s and 90s, it was a very standard dress code that everyone wore. That doesn't yeah. really exist anymore. That's true. Yeah, there's a little of everything for everyone. Mm. All these different trends every day are so different. So, I mean. And a lot of unisex, which I think is really. Yes, really cool. I love that. I wish they would add that on Poshmark. Mm. But they- which also plays into vintage because yeah. you, there's so many great vintage men's t-shirt. items. Yeah, the tees, especially. T-shirts mm-hmm. are a big thing. We're not t-shirt bros, so we can't give insight no. on t-shirts. Sorry. I've sold, I've sold a few high price t-shirts but I, so I are you a t-shirt, t-shirt bro i don't know i mean i didn't get them at the bin so <laughs> so no you're not <laughs> no <laughs> i did it in a very calm fashion at the thrift store yeah, so right. um that is someone that i would love to have on the podcast if anyone has any idea of like a t-shirt a person who sells t-shirts that's really good at them i would I love could, to I have could, someone like that i could share a few with you that i follow yeah. on instagram that would yeah. be great. So I can get someone like that on here. Cause I think that'd be such a fascinating topic to talk about. Cause I know nothing about <laughs> t-shirts, dead stock, yeah. single stitch, yeah. so many different things. Yeah. I'm, I'm slowly learning, but it is definitely a lot. I think vintage in general. And if you're listening to this and you're like, guys, I'm lost. It's because vintage is super complex. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. You kind of got to pick like a, like what you want to do. Like, like I kind of started with like just dresses, like dresses was my favorite thing. That's my favorite thing to wear. It's like, do something you're comfortable with. If you're really into jeans, start with jeans. If you're really into shoes, start with shoes. Like, I don't know, like do what you like, start there and then, you know, introduce other categories. Some days I'll like, I'll like challenge myself to go to a different section and be like, all right, today I'm going to look at this and then find something and then, you know, see how it sells. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. It's selling is selling, whether you're selling in vintage or you're selling in something else. I think if you, but when you're diving into a new category like vintage, I think starting with one specific area 
and research it, do all the things you want to do with it, get good at it. And then when you feel like you can venture off, you're never going to be perfect at it because vintage no. is just, it's vintage there. It, you're talking about multiple eras, yep. different types yep. of designers, designers who don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. The number of designers I'm sure that you come across that don't exist anymore is like oh insane. But it's funny though, because like I'll come across like the same designer more than once, but it's like a no-name designer, and I'm like, what are the odds? Like, right? <laughs> I've never heard of this person before, and I've found like three things by them now. But yeah. like, I go, I I've joined a few like vintage like fashion Facebook groups and stuff. Like, there's one that's literally just like vintage fashion and accessories Q and A, and you can literally just go in there and ask about items, and like people oh. will tell you stuff yeah it's really cool it's it's not a selling group you can't sell anything but you can ask questions so that's a really helpful group I always tell people to join like I can't remember the exact like name of it but if you look up vintage fashion Q&A or something on Facebook you'll probably find it also if you are on shop thrilling Crystal has a shop thrilling Facebook group it's the only one so yeah Yeah. join it join it yeah it's just called join it I haven't done that yet and answer all the questions because if you don't, I will deny you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to make sure everybody is a real person and they really have a thrilling shop because I, I'm only I only let people in that actually are selling on thrilling. I mean, so it's that a small seems group. <laughs> logical. Yeah, the the amount of people that try to just get in, they're like, I just like vintage, and I'm like, that's great, but that's great. This is not you know, for you. <laughs> yeah, like cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. sure there's other places for you, but this is not the place. All right. Yeah. So before we before we close here tonight, um, mm-hmm. I I want you to share with the people like, hmm, let me think. Let's do five tips for someone who wants to start selling vintage mm-hmm. and doesn't know the first thing of what they should be doing. Like, let's help them. Let's give them five good tips to point them in the right direction and and help them feel more confident, whether that's like a resource that they can use, which I know you already mentioned one, yeah. or yes. um, maybe how they should source when they're at the at a thrift store. Because I know you go to estate sales too. Which, listen, I could talk to Crystal yeah. for like five hours about this, okay? <laughs> right. You, you guys have no idea. The amount of things that the knowledge that she has. Um, <laughs> But like, what, 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 what are your five tips? We'll just, I'll leave it to you. Okay. Well, I actually don't like thrift mostly at thrift stores. I thrift mostly at other places, but like, I don't know, like pick a section. I say that's definitely like pick one section and do that. Like go through everything, feel the fabrics, look at the tags, like pick something up. And if it's something that speaks to you, something that you like, that is cool. I'd say, pick it up and do research on it and start there. Cause like, you know, sitting there in the thrift store and trying, you can't search comps for right. a vintage item. That's out the window. Don't even try. You, you're not going to find a stock photo. <laughs> you're not going <laughs> to yeah. find a website. You're not going to find any information like that. So your best bet is just to to buy something and to bring it home and to look up that brand or to, you know, you know, figure out what style it is, take a, you know, the Google lens and get keywords for that item and see what, if other people are selling things by that brand or that style and just go from there. 
Cause like you, I mean, that's the way you just have to jump in. Like you can't, yeah, you can't really prepare. <laughs> I know that. it's so true. It's not, it is just a completely different animal when it comes to selling. Absolutely. And like, I feel like you, you just kind of have to like touch the fabrics and like, you have to, to be there and do it that way. Like I can source vintage online now. Like I source vintage on thread up. Okay. Wow. Like, cause I can tell if something is vintage. I just filmed a video today where I, um, well, I, I got a bunch of stuff from the outlet and like a bunch of it was new with tags, vintage items. <laughs> so, but like that, that takes a lot of work. Cause you have to like zoom in and you figure out like, Oh, that looks like a vintage tag. And you're taking chances when you do that. But you know, that, that's not something everybody wants to do, but yeah. Um, that's number see. one, pick a category, yeah. research an item, pick a go, go into the, whatever category it is, find one item that you think yeah. is vintage, just one yeah. and just research it and figure yeah. it out and see don't, if this is even yeah. what you want to do. Don't get overwhelmed. Just like take nice pictures of it and find some good keywords and list it and like don't stress out about it like I know a lot of people have issues with pricing pricing vintage is is not easy like it's always a guessing game I kind of do it like I feel like I could get this amount for it so I'm gonna put it for this amount if it doesn't get any attention I'll lower the price like it's it's not like an exact science it's very all over the place (laughs) Um, yeah. So pricing, I'd say, don't, don't stress out about it. Just kind of price how you feel. And if you think it's really special, price it high. You can't, mm. you know, you can't lose. Somebody might make you an offer. I Just think, um, before you give me number three, I think that's really important when it comes to vintage, even with modern pieces, sometimes you set the value of a piece. Mm-hmm. You determine what the value of it is because especially if it's vintage, there might not be anything else like it that's been sold yeah. before or, or yeah. in general, just nothing like it. And yeah. you dictate that price. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm putting Crystal on the spot here and this makes her really nervous. Yeah. It's really hard to like. I know because, well, this is because your brain is vintage all the time. So it's hard to think of just five things. It also like I'm trying to think like a noob too because I'm like I, know. I don't know. I know. You've been doing this for a while. I'm making you work. I know. We talked about pricing. I, we talked about category. What about someone who has no idea how to find keywords or how to even keyword something? Okay, um, I'd say Pinterest is a really good source for like finding different like the cores and all that. Like people make like boards with all different like aesthetics the aesthetics Mm. people will make all kinds of stuff and then they will have keywords in there too um there are people on instagram all the time post like different keywords for vintage follow vintage sellers follow people that you know this is what they do yeah follow those people and you know you'll you'll find you'll find keywords that way um join those facebook groups hashtags are a great way to like yeah understand I'm not like super big into Instagram like I post on Instagram but like I don't post enough on Instagram so but I follow a lot of people that are like helpful when it comes to stuff um there's one 
one person that works for Vendu that is always posting like really cool like depop yeah, hashtags. Who that is? Someone Deanna, else told me to follow her too. Is Deanna something? I can't remember what, uh, but she she works for Vendu. So she's always like I learned a new one from her the other day. It was um, Gorp. <laughs> the Gorp. Oh my core. god, Gorp! Speaking of Gorp core. Um, before we move on to number four, uh, there's a pair of shoes that I want that are Gorp Core. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's like hiking, outdoorsy, mountain gear. L.L. Bean. <laughs> yeah. Eddie Bauer, L.L. Bean. Like <laughs> those kind. Okay, it's Deanna Online is her Instagram. Okay. But she posts all kinds of very helpful hashtags for like, she does it for Depop. So yeah. But yeah, it's vintage. I actually sold a pair of um, L, not L.O. Bean. Oh, it was Doc Martin. They were like sort of vintage Doc Martin boots and put Gorp Core and I sold them for $100 the other day. Like I added the hashtag they sold like a few days later. So That's it works. Nuts. It, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtags and stuff. Yeah, those things are, but don't, don't keyword spam. <laughs> Crystal's just like me. Please don't type in a bunch of brands in your don't make a paragraph <laughs> of just useless words only yeah, don't take do that. words that go with your listing <laughs> please and thank you because when i'm searching for things and your item comes up and it has nothing to do with what i'm looking for it's very frustrating yes it'll make me mad and i don't <laughs> <like that. laughs> you don't want to make me mad no <laughs> okay was that was that that was three Oh gosh. Okay. Four um, fashion guild. Oh yeah. Vintage fashion guild is like your best friend when looking up brands, like they are alphabetical. There is just an enormous list and they will show you visually the tag yeah. from each era. So like if a brand has been around since the fifties, they'll show you the fifties, sixties, seventies. And they'll show you like, this is the brand that's on their jacket. This is the one that's on their pants. Like any tags that they have, they will put in that and they will give you like a little bio of the designer. So I think that's the best part about that website, which I have bookmarked and I have had bookmarked oh. since I started selling because it really yeah. does come in handy. Even when it oh. comes to um, luxury things, like when I found vintage luxury, just to see like when it came from, because that can make a difference too when you're selling luxury yep. items is understanding, was it made in the 60s? Was it made in the 50s? Was it you know, from this era, when this designer designed this, the items for that brand, you know, like that, it, it really yeah. does. It is helpful because there are some, some people think that some luxury pieces are fake because of the way the tag looks, but yes. in there, it's not, it's that it's vintage. It's not fake. It's just yes. it's old. <laughs> Someone in a thrifting group the other day found like a vintage Christian Dior nightgown. It was like, I think this is fake. It's pretty though. And I was like, no, it's not fake. <laughs> it's like, real, I promise. It's vintage. Buy it. Buy it. Yes. The Dior is actually a great example because there's a lot of diffusion Dior lingerie nightgown yeah. type things. Miss Dior is the most well known and it really didn't last long. I want to say Miss Dior came out in the 50s. Yeah. 50s yeah. or 60s, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is, and most of the time you find Miss Dior, it's like a, a slip or a nightgown yeah. or it's like that kind of thing or a robe or something. You can find yeah. some dresses, but that's not really what they did. Um, but it doesn't look like Dior. No, 
and you would yeah. never know. Um, and yeah. vintage Chloe, Chloe's old tag, like yeah. 60s, 70s tag looks fake. I know. It's not. <laughs> yeah. I see. Yeah. I found baby Dior before. Oh, it was is the so cutest cute. thing. It's like a little boy's like, like onesie with like a little sailboat on it. It was new tags. Oh my God. I actually haven't listed it. I found it in my death pile when I was going through all that fiasco. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is needs to be listed. But yeah. Baby Dior is adorable. Yeah. I, they, so it is a great resource, even if you're yes. finding it's not just for vintage brands. It's even for modern luxury brands that yeah. are vintage. So they'll show you the whole span of the tags yeah. up until now. Yeah. So. It's definitely helpful. And then I think the last thing I'm going to do number five. And I think the last thing is you should follow Crystal on Instagram <laughs> oh. and on YouTube. And I'm going to oh. link her stuff down below. Um, Crystal does post videos and she talks about all different things. She does unboxing. She does hauls. She does talk about vintage. She'll do just vintage hauls. She'll do all different things. And, um, yes, support my friend. (laughs) Chris and, and go into her Poshmark closet. And I think this is another, this can go part number five when we're talking about Crystal, (laughs) go into her Poshmark Depop, whatever it is, and look at the items that she's selling. And I think it will give you a good idea. If you're just starting to get into vintage, just get an understanding of like what it means to sell pieces that are in the trending cores or in the in trends in general. And, and what does it look like to be a vintage seller? I think if you follow any vintage seller, it doesn't have to be crystal, but I would prefer if it's crystal. Um, <laughs> but if you follow any of them and you actually take a look at what is it they're selling, I mean, they're the experts, right? In whatever category it is that they sell and in, in vintage and it just gives you a good idea. It gives you like the groundwork to take notes. Yeah. Yeah. Do do your homework. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I think I'm going to make a promise to myself that I will start picking up vintage dresses yes. when I find things. And I'm just going to send them to Crystal and be like, Crystal, should I buy this? Crystal. I will pick up Madewell and send it to you. And then you can pick up. I'll pick up vintage and send it to you. See, it'll be perfect. We can make a trade. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I really do think I could, I, I do think there is a market for dresses. You for can vintage. do it. You I think it. I could do it. <laughs> I think I can. Well, Crystal, yeah. I know I've taken up a lot of your time. That's fine. <laughs> Thank you for spending the last two hours with me. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. <laughs> I hope this was fun for you. I hope you guys are listening or still listening. I'm sure you are. Um, <laughs> But definitely go give Crystal a um, follow on Instagram. All our stuff will be linked down below. I hope this was helpful to you. I hope this motivates you to at least try vintage. Or if you are a vintage seller and um, you want to be on the podcast, let me know. I want to bring on more people who sell in the vintage world because, I mean, a lot of the podcast is based more so on modern. And there's this whole world of vintage that we can be talking about. So if you're a vintage seller and you listen to this, whether it's hard goods, clothes, doesn't matter. um, Send us a message on Instagram and we will chat with you and see if we can get you on here. All right. That's it. And you guys tell me who these t-shirt bros are, Crystal. I will. I will. (laughs) Yeah, let me know. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening and we will chat next week. Bye. Bye.